Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Oh, Father, with joy in heaven. We so humbly come before you this evening, asking your blessing upon this meeting, Lord, knowing that you say you never leave us or forsake us. So we ask in your Lord that you would give us the leadership, the understanding, open our minds and our hearts, O oh Lord, that we might be able to comprehend better these your words, O oh Lord, that we might be a better understanding, not so much for ourselves, but that we may be able to help someone else along the way. We're asking these and so many blessings in your Lord Jesus, Son, in your Son Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, God made us for a purpose. It's the uh, lesson uh, scriptures, Ephesians 2 1 through 10. The Apostle Paul is, is being uh, used by the Lord to address a, a common problem that is often manifested in the life of believers. And uh, the problem is we often live as though we are not, have not been saved. Uh, this issue being addressed by Paul to the Ephesians church is that sometimes we forget that uh, we are saved and, and, and we should live according to God's will in Christ to do good work. Uh, Paul is still letting us know that when we uh, behave like the world, uh, it gives the wrong message uh, to others that we are no different than those that are not saved and that God does not have the power to keep us saved. So it's sending a, a bad message if we uh, behave like the world. Paul reminds the believers that uh, before they were saved, they, they acted a certain way. They had a certain nature. This points out the nature of the character of the unsaved, and then he points out the character of, of, of the saved. The believer have, and Christ have uh, been given their lives to Christ for salvation. The apostle appeals to the believer to maintain a certain walk in the Lord, to, to behave a certain way, to do the good work. And uh, every believer, Paul points out, is to live so that God will be pleased with us. Uh, having disability to please God in our walk is not due to anything of, of, that man has to do with it, but it's God. Who has been uh, who have saved us by His grace through faith and not by works? So Paul uh, talks about the character of the unbeliever, and he says, "And and you, as he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin." Uh, it's, that part of that scripture says, "And you, he has quickened." It is the Holy Spirit who. Uh, has infused life in the lost. All that come to Christ after accepting the gospel, which is uh, uh, Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. 
uh, the Holy Spirit imparts the power of eternal life in us. This giving of eternal life is what's called quickening. So when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, uh, the Holy Spirit seals us in this uh, saving grace, uh, and that's the quickening in our lives. Who were dead in trespasses and sin. So when you think about being dead, there is no life, no activity, no power within the dead that can come alive and activate or restore you to life. For the dead to regain life, a miracle from God has to be performed. We we see that when Jesus brought back forth Lazarus. So uh, God, the Holy Spirit, performed this miracle. He infused life into dead souls. And the reason that that soul is dead is because trespassing and sin. So a trespass is a crossing the line of God's law of righteousness. Everything that does not line up with the word, will, and ways and schedule of God is a sin. It is the state all are in when we come into this world. Because Adam's sin, when we come into this world, we come in in a sinful state. The sinful nature uh, is in all of us. And none of us can do anything to change it. It is God who has the power to change. Wherein in past, we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the earth, and the prince that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Where in time we walked according to the course of this world. What he's saying is man before he was converted is a sinful being. His nature is carnal. Just as sinful. And a sinful nature can only produce more sinful products or deeds. Uh, so there is no righteous nature in us. Uh, so all that we were or all that we are in our sinful nature uh, is a, about us being a sinful person according to the prince of the earth. So Satan, we now know, is the prince of the power of the earth. He is the influence upon the unsaved. Uh, so in this state, the unsaved believer uh, does what Satan demands uh, and what Satan said is right, is, is should be done. So if you are in the and in, in that state where before God quickened us, you were in a state of sinfulness. The spirit that now worketh in the cheering of disobedience. And that work of the unsaved uh, is a, is a dis, uh, disobedience. They are incapable of being obedient to God without being converted. In other words, they have to be saved. Romans 8 and 7 declares, because the color man is enmity against God, but it is not subject to the laws of God. Neither indeed can be. So when you are in this unsaved state, you are in the devil power. The work of the unsaved cannot line up with the work of God. So verse 3 said, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and, of the mind. and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. 
So the apostle now shows us that all sin, uh, all are sinners, including uh, him, among whom also we are all had our conversation in time past in the lusts of the flesh. The Jews could not claim any righteousness of their own according to where, where they are, nor could the Gentiles. All came into this life alike, that is, with the carnal nation. However, sinful lives is proof that we uh, came here with the sinful uh, nature. All that did not pursue, uh, all that we did pursue, was to fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Our behavior is selfish, uh, uh, is unrighteous. Everything that we do before our conversion is more, more centered around uh, self and unrighteousness than it is around anything. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh of the mind. We see that before the flood, if man could think it, he would pursue it. Uh, so we're, we're caught up in in doing all kind of uh, disobedience and, and sinful nature before God quickened us and saved us. And we're by nature the shearing of wrath, even as others. Man always attempts to justify his conduct and behavior by reflecting uh, poorly on others. The Jews talked about the Gentiles. Uh, the Jews believed that God did not have any dealing with the Gentiles. And Paul corrects them and lets them know that, that uh, uh, the Gentiles were in no worse state than they were because uh, salvation is for all. Verse 4 speaks of the fact that God alone converts sinners and, and, and bless us in Christ Jesus. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherein we love us, but God, that country, uh, word but God is contracting, uh, it's a conjunction, it's comparing the state that man was in before being saved with the uh, explanation of their state after being saved. So he's, it goes into saying, but God, and uh, who is rich in mercy. God's mercy is what grants us, uh, grants us in his judgment for us. Uh, we deserve death, but because of Christ, he extends mercy to us. Secondly, mercy is what God uses to eradicate the consequences of our sin. All sin has some consequences, but the mercy of God cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So by grace we are saved, and by his mercy we are cleansed of our, our, our unrighteousness. The mercy eradicates the consequences of sin, and the richness of God's mercy is exaltable. Uh, it, no matter how many times we come to the well, it is always water. It is 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 unquenchable. Uh, we we can never use up all God's mercy and grace. So for His great love, uh, wherein He uh, for His great love, wherein He loved us, it is God's love that drives all of His actions. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believing in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The recipients of God's love is the greatest benefit and the blessing to believers. 
even in his judgment, God's love is active. Wherein we were dead in sin, has quickened us together with Christ by grace to be saved. Even when we were dead in sin, God knew that lost man could never change his state. Man had to have God act on his behalf, on his behalf if it, uh, his life were to be changed. So if, if we're going to be changed, God has to act on us. Has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, we are saved. Changing sinners to saints is predicated upon our faith in uh, Christ. God's grace is not a, a blank ticket we can use without Christ. Uh, God is making his change in power accessible to all who place their faith in the saving grace of Christ on the cross at Calvary. So what God did on the cross at Calvary, when we accept that, uh, uh, God saving grace is, is, is embedded in us. The source of God's changing power is his grace. We are saved by grace and not of works. And has raised up us together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And has raised us up together. Be we Jews or Gentiles, we are raised together in Christ. Raised up has been speaking of granting salvation to the believer. So when we uh, granted salvation, we are raised up with Christ as Christ was raised from the dead and made to sit together in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. The finished work of God is granted to the believers in Christ. Heaven is our home. Uh, none of us have to work for a place in heaven. Uh, we become kingdom citizens when we place our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. When we, when we do good works, we're just doing what we're supposed to do because we've been saved by, uh, by our, our faith in God and Christ. We become a new creature. And that new creature ought to behave like Christ behaved. Uh, and our works is about earning our heavenly crown, but it's not about getting to heaven because we are saved by grace and not by works. That in ages to come, he might show his exceedingly riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ, that in the ages to come, he might show his exceedingly riches of his grace. Believers will come to know the extent of God's grace. We have a portion of it when we see how he saved us now. Uh, but it is not all of God's uh, uh, grace and glory. We'll see more of it as, as we... Uh, partake and become more familiar with him and when we uh ascend to heaven we'll really see uh how great god is uh, so the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through jesus christ so the key to uh, that all believers has and and will experience is the lord jesus christ the overflowing of and the abundant grace of God as seen in our Savior, in our salvation, forgiveness of our sins, the recipient of divine love, joy, goodness, all these uh, are all found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, 
the kindness and, and gentle, uh, gentleness of God and in, interaction in with his chosen people, this picture behavior and conduct of a loving father. So God is, is shedding all his grace on us. Verse 8 says, By grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. For by grace ye are saved through faith. There is no salvation without our saving faith in the death of Christ on the cross. When we accept the gospel, which is the sum total of the work of Christ, and for clearing our salvation, God grants salvation to us. And not of ourselves, it is a gift of God. So it lets us know uh, salvation. A man has no part to do with it. It's a gift. Uh, that God gives to us when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. When we work, we work for earn something, but a gift is something that is given to you uh, not because of your work. It is a gift. So God gave us the gift of salvation. Only, uh, only thing we have to do is believe. So not a works, least any man should boost. So when we work for something, we can boast about it. But if it was of works, not everyone could procure uh, salvation. But God makes it available to everyone. So it's not of works. It is a, it is, it is a gift of God. Uh, at least any man should boast. We can't boast about it. We can't go around and talk about how we saved ourselves. Because we cannot save ourselves. Uh, God is the only one that can boast when he gave salvation to us by believing in Jesus Christ. We have nothing to do with it except that we believe in only, only begotten Son. For the purpose which we are saved in Jesus Christ, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus and two good works, which is God has before ordained that we should walk in them. For we are his workmanship. The believers is the handiwork of God. God saved us to make us a new creation, uh, a new creature, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. The nature of Christ and the nature of the believer are to do good works. We are saved to do good works. This means that we are saved not of ourselves alone, but for the benefit of others which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Uh, this teaches that here is absolutely obedience. Walking is a metaphor for living. Our daily lives should be obedient will to God. Uh, we should be living by the words of God. So this lesson lets us know that God wants us uh, to be examples of, of, of how Christ has been in our lives that we might be a blessing to somebody else because God has changed us from sinners to saints. Our daily living ought to reflect our obedience to his will. Uh, we are somebody, not by any works of man or ourselves, but rather absolutely by the works of God. Uh, each of us as believers have the personal touch of God upon us. So we all that 
ought to be willing to say that it is the work of God and no one can and do anything else. It is not anything we can do. It's what God has done for us. Only thing we can do is believe on the only begotten Son. And that's basically what I have on this list. Comments from anybody. No one. All right, I guess we'll call it a lesson. Uh, let us by. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful, Lord, that you allowed us to have this time, oh Lord. We hope, oh Lord, that something was said that will touch somebody's mind. We thank you for this day, oh Lord, and every day. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to bless and keep us in all that we do. Thank you for how you uh, bless us with roof over our head and food to nourish our body. We continue to uh, give you all the credit, oh Lord, because we can do nothing of ourselves. Everything's come from you. So we come this evening, oh Lord, feeling so blessed. Ask the Lord you'll continue for Texas, that you would guide, protect, and keep us in all that we do. Jesus, so many blessings we ask in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.